Good morning, Laura. Good morning. <laughs> what a magical day today is. I feel like I just heard some fairy godmother appear. Oh my gosh. This is just too all much. The sound effects. I know. I honestly, I do have some thoughts as far as those sounds go. I wanted to do that most of the interview that we had today because it was just like basically who we interviewed today is like a fairy, like she's basically a princess from a Disney movie. But either way, we have an exciting show for everybody today, which is awesome. We do. I'm very excited about this show. She is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. We'll get to her in a second. Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, I think as you know, my life has been absolutely consumed by the Alec Murdoch murders and trial. He's guilty. Oh, he's guilty. And I could have called that a year ago. <laughs> but I have been inserting myself in basically every conversation about this, as well as inserting this into every conversation I have. It's probably unhealthy at this point. But yeah, I was following the trial very closely, six weeks. I don't know for everybody else out there. I live a short distance from where Alec Murdoch, who murdered his wife and son, wife and child, where that is was, was going on and where he lived. And so, so much so that it, you know, we, I was at an engagement party for my lovely friend, Tiffany and her fiance, Rhett, and we were only a mere few miles from where it happened. And oh, it, gosh. the entire party at, at the end of it, we just devolved into a discussion, an Alec Murdoch's discussion of, you know, well, how did he use two different guns? I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, but I just, that has been my recent obsession. I mean, other than that, you know, I'm always doing all the things, but you know, I like to have a few hobbies that don't involve just real law that I'm doing or the restaurant <laughs> or any of it. But yeah, that's basically kind of like, you know, now I kind of have a little bit of an emptiness going on here and I've got to fill it with something else. Maybe it'll be astrology, which we'll get into, but what have you been <laughs> we'll up to? We'll have to see if it's, in your, if it's in your chart though. Oh yeah. I've also, I was following the Murdoch case. I was actually in Charleston. We saw each other recently and I was there when he was found guilty, which was just epic. But this week I went on a cruise. I did a cruise in the Caribbean this week. Caribbean, Car Caribbean, I don't know. I think it's up for debate, you know. And whatever, tomato, tomato. And it was a beautiful cruise. Unfortunately, I had some tragedy in my life. The, the day I boarded the vessel, my ex-stepfather, who was married, who was with my mother for over 30 years, unfortunately passed away from kidney failure. And I've never had to deal with that kind of a loss while being out at sea in my job. So I found out as I was literally on the gangway, getting onto the ship, and then I got to my room and I spoke to my brother about it. That's when I found out. I found, it, I found out. I knew that he was in hospice, but I spoke to my brother about it when I got into the room. And then I went straight from the room to the cruise director's office and explained what's going on. And they could, celebrity cruises could not have been more accommodating and more kind to me during that time. He actually moved my shows to the end of the cruise so I could have the bulk of the cruise to process and to deal and to mourn and grieve. And um, it was just such a, I think it's exactly what, I don't know if I've told you this, I'm actually in the process of sort of rediscovering a relationship with God. And I felt being out at the ocean that 
it was like perfect. It was perfect to, you know, have the memories and just sort of be able to, you know, cry into the ocean and just sort of, you know, we talk about this stuff on the show. I mean, we, this show is about overcoming trauma and healing. And I do think, you know, every day it's hard. It's really, really, it's obviously very sad, but you know, that's why I was so looking forward to doing, to continuing with our podcast with season two, because this is where it's helpful. It's cathartic, Laura. I mean, what we're doing, I mean, I actually listened to a couple of episodes with some of the past people we've interviewed about grief and it's actually really helpful. So I do think that this is times like this that I realize, oh, this is why we're doing this podcast. It's also helpful for us, you know? Anyway, not to be such a Debbie Downer, but no, that is but what's I going on in my life. I do want to say I'm so sorry for your loss and obviously here for you and we're all here for you. But I think it's important what you said that like I think to actually sit in it and deal with it and process it is a big theme we've had on this, you know, with everybody we've talked to that it's, you, know, you don't have to go like right to the heart of the matter, but if you just push it aside at all times, it's, and you never deal with it, then it's just going to fester in some other way. And I'm proud of you for dealing with it in kind of an isolated situation. Yeah. And I think that you, you have moved through a lot of those stages and, and kind of different interpretations and perspectives and everything. And, and it does, I think it shines a light on how important it is to be talking about all of this stuff and that exactly. it can always help somebody else that's going through the same thing. Exactly. And interviewing Missy today, when she brought up that she can literally see when, because we asked her about, you know, certain things about trauma. She's an astrologer, everybody. And we yeah. asked her, you know, things about how she handles trauma and, you know, if she can, if she's reading a client's chart, can she tell them when a trauma is going to happen? And she said, yes, I can tell you the to the day and time that trauma is going to happen. I just think that that's incredibly invaluable. It's just it's mind-blowing information. It was the whole thing was mind-blowing and my hope for everybody that's listening right now, even if you think astrology or or any of it is like total BS, like just have an open mind going into this because it isn't all just about, you know, your signs. In fact, she's not a huge fan of just pinning things down to a particular to sign horoscopes. to horoscopes. It's not just horoscopes. It's it's much more involved. And I think that we had a lot of like goosebump and mind explosion moments during this this interview. And total mic drop moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just such a cool person, so sweet, wonderful. And I think no matter what, I think it's a great listen. And I think we had a lot of Will fun with her. you tell us a little her. bit about her? Yeah, I'll go ahead and let everybody know about Missy, our new best friend. So Missy McCall is an intuitive Cosmo counselor, near-death survivor, and a blogger. When Missy was 12 years old, she went through a life-altering and traumatic event. She fell out of a three-story window while on vacation with her family. She crossed over to the other side and then came back. When she awoke, she was paralyzed in a hospital bed and told she would never walk again. Today, not only is Missy walking, but also helping others as an intuitive Cosmo counselor and teaches astrology classes. She has amassed hundreds of thousands of fans and followers on her successful Instagram and YouTube accounts in hopes to spread awareness about the power of astrology and its effects on all of our lives. So without further ado, I give you Missy McCall. 
Good morning, Missy. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're so excited. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. Happy spring equinox. Oh, yes, of course. I definitely knew that. We're going to get into all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to tell me all the You're things like, that are sure. going on. No, no, I, I definitely knew something was happening today. I think I was watching your latest one about the stock market the other day. And that was when I was like, okay, I feel caught up. But then you've posted a bunch since then. So you're just a busy lady. So we're just really happy to have you on here and to tell us all the things because we need the guidance. <laughs> so for everybody else out there, can you just go ahead and give us a little background kind of about yourself and how you kind of got where you are now? Yeah, so my name is Missy McCall, and I go by Missy's Astrology on IG. And so I've been doing astrology since I was 16. And it's kind of been like in my back pocket that I don't talk about. It was kind of like taboo, hidden, you know, like I'm a huge Christian. And so the Christians are like, don't get into that, you know, so it was like kind of like this taboo thing. And I used to fight sex trafficking. I had a huge organization here in Sacramento, and I fought it for five years. I had two houses where we housed women and children that were sex trafficked. And I used to go out on the streets from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning fighting sex trafficking. And then one day, God was like, I want you to transition. And I want you to move. And I want you to get a divorce. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm like rolling here. And so that was in 2017. And then I saw my ship start to sink. And I'm like, what's going on? And God's like, well, you're not moving. <laughs> oh, man. And so just a lot of stuff happened when trickled during those two years when I wouldn't move. And then finally, my ex-husband and I decided to divorce. We're good friends still. During COVID, you know, during the lockdown, I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to be doing now? Right? Like, I'm going through a divorce. I'm kind of like, where am I supposed to be? And then I met a group of astrologers and I was teaching them astrology and they're like, Missy, you need to like do this as a profession. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't, you know? And so I just started and it just kind of like blew up. It definitely has blown up. That's how I found you came up on my For You page and I was like, to be honest, I had no idea what you were talking about, but it was so fascinating because you were you were literally pointing. I remember the the one you you were like pointing to certain things on the chart on the what line goes to which thing, and I was like, "This is fascinating." Please come on our program and explain. <laughs> oh yeah, and I appreciate it. Yeah, honestly, since he he found you, I think you've like grown by thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of followers, even since then. So really, yeah, yeah. wow. You just have the steady incline. It's incredible. People are really, really into what you're saying. And let's just get into something else. You, when you were 12 years old, you actually fell out of a three-story window and apparently crossed to the other side. And what was that like? So that's actually when I first, so I went, let me just back up a little bit. I was kind of like the mean girl in school. I was like the mean girl that had like the straight A's and like, I was really, really mean. I thought I was, you know, the, the it girl. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I fell out the window and I, so I fell three stories, I broke my back on a black metal bar fence. So I landed on the bars in San Diego and I was life flighted to children's hospital. There was a doctor that did my surgery and he was supposed to be flying to the UK to teach because he was a, a huge back doctor. I was in a, what they call a coma where you're alive, like you're alive, like your eyes are open and stuff speaking, but I wasn't there. So for about two weeks in the hospital, I crossed over, 
I saw Jesus and I was like, oh my God, you are real. And Jesus, and Jesus and I had a long conversation about the stuff that's happening. And he's like, you need to come back. You need to talk about it. You need to let everyone to like, say like, have faith, you know, and to let go of fear. And so he put his hand, he had, he had like a hole in his hand. He put it on my head right here. And he's like, you have to go back. And so when I woke up in the hospital, I pulled all the IVs out of me, like everywhere. And I started screaming. I'm like, where am I? You know, and, and they're like, you've been here for two weeks. And I'm like, I have not been here for two weeks. <laughs> you had your eyes open, like people. That's what people don't understand is like the body can be alive, but the soul sometimes is not in the body, you know? And so I was alive and talking and everything, but my soul wasn't in my body. Yeah. What were you saying? Well, it was just like, you know, like just talking to the doctors. I had friends that came in and out during those two weeks. I don't even remember. I had my uncle, my grandma that was there. Like everybody visited me. And I'm like, I do not remember seeing you at all. Wow. You know? That's nuts. We had someone on named Robin Lansong who had three near-death experiences. And we were just like, happy you're here with us still. (laughs) But it it does seem to be kind of like, I don't know, just something I don't think anybody that's ever not been through it would understand really how the experience was. But, you know, clearly that was a, a big, a big event for you. But when you woke up, you were paralyzed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the waist down. Yeah. And the doctors said I would never walk again, you know, and they said she'll probably be a vegetable like my head was that damaged. Um, I still have a hole in the back of my head. And so I went home, I tried to commit suicide like three times. And it wouldn't work. And finally, I took the Bible in my hand. And I said, I don't know what happened to me on the other side. I don't know what happened. But God, if you're real, give me my legs back. And when I'm 30 years old, I'll open a batter women's and children's shelter. And I don't know why I said that when I was 12 years old, Yeah, even those words, right, for a 12-year-old. And I stood up that day in my hallway and I put my hands against the wall and I began to walk down the hallway, you know. And I was like, you are real. You are real, you know. And so, yeah. (laughs) That is crazy. So, I mean, obviously at a young age, already going through incredible things. And I'm sure that that definitely, you know, had to solidify your your faith, I assume, even more so than the experience. So you get through all that. You 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 do open a battered women's shelter. God tells you basically, essentially, that that's not your path. Is it? Do you think that I was kind of like you did? You did the work you needed to do to be able to walk again. Now he's like, okay, go ahead and do something else. It also humbled you because you weren't. You were no longer the mean girl. No, not at all, Todd. I was the total opposite. I was bullied. I was two years I spent in like the bathroom stall in school just praying to God, like, why did you do this to me? You know, and I don't understand what's going on. No one likes me. I don't have any friends, like all of it. Right. And so it really humbled me that even when I see people that are hurting, like I feel their pain, like I can feel that energy. Right. But so then, Laura, what happened was, is when I was 30, I met this lady named Teve, and she told me about sex trafficking. And I was like, sex trafficking? Like, what is that? And she's like, you don't know what that is? And I'm like, I have no clue what that is. Like, what does that even mean? And she was like, because she's from Cambodia. And she goes, this is when children are sold for sex. She's like, yeah, you know, in my country where I came from, there's about, there's children that are sold 10 to 20 times a day. And I'm like, What? I'm like, that's disgusting, you know? 
And so I came home that later that day and I was praying to God and I was crying and I was mad at him. And I was like, how can you do this? And he's like, that's why I created you. And then I realized I was 30 years old. Ah, right. Yeah. So when all the Epstein stuff came out, you probably were like, it, see, it is everywhere. It literally is everywhere. People don't understand like how corrupt it really is. Like they, it's like, it's, it didn't even shock me the whole Epstein thing. And I'm like, you don't even really know. I mean, I was saving girls on the street that were being, but they were being sold by some of like police officers. You know what I mean? Oh my God. And it's like, people don't even understand. It's like, you think it's just, you know, like high people. I was like, no, not at all. One of the girls I was also brought out, someone was buying her and she he was like the police chief. And that was like a whole investigation. But yeah, so I was on the streets and finally my lawyer's like, you need to get off. <laughs> you know, yeah. you need to get off. You need to stop doing what you do. You have three girls like this is getting way too deep. You're getting way too involved and you're seeing like it's just way too much, you know. It's probably dangerous too for you to be going out there yourself. Yeah. And because I have no fear, because it's like, (laughs) you know, when you've crossed over the other side, you're kind of like, that is so much like, that is so amazing. Like, take me back. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like the energy and the, the energy there just feels like bliss. You're just like, don't even fear death at all. Yeah. That's so crazy. Well, Missy, you're an an intuitive Cosmo counselor, Mm -hmm. and we'll get into more into that and more in a second. But assuming some of our listeners may be new to a lot of what we're talking about, can you sort of explain astrology in your own words? And can you basically define for us like what a sign is versus a chart, etc.? Okay, so the thing about astrology, which I discovered and which I loved is I went through back in my life and I align the cosmos and I found certain events that happened in my life that aligned with the cosmos. And this was when I was like 21, 22, like I'm 40 now, right? So this was like way back when, when we don't have as much knowledge as we do now. And so basically astrology is a snapshot picture in the sky of the reality as above, so below. So whatever the energy is from the sky is coming down to you and dictating the energy that is around you. And even things that could happen to you, life events that could happen to you, right? So a lot of times, Todd, you ask like, what is Cosmo counseling, intuitive Cosmo counseling is I use the stars aligning with the energy that's happening in their chart. And I can tell them their life events of what's happening to them and where they need to go in the energy and what it's telling them to do. And it can be that specific. Like you can get super specific with the chart. Like literally I could be like, Hey, did, did something hard just happen to you? Or did someone pass away? like 20 days ago, they're like, Oh my God, my dad just died 20 days ago. I was like, yeah, it shows in your chart. Like it's like that specific. Yeah. Wow. I just got got goosebumps. Yeah. I think that was a very good summation of what it all really is. Cause I think a lot of people know what their horoscope is, you know, like they know to go look at that, but they don't understand what that means or where that came from or whatever, but it's essentially a manifestation of that. I'll give you an example. In one of my classes, I teach this to how to time events, like to know timing of events, right? And that's why I did the stock market one of saying, okay, this is what's happening with the stock market, but this is what's coming, right? And so one of my students, I said to her, I go, oh, girl, Friday, you have all the stars aligned. Just go throw a hundred bucks in a slot machine, see what happens. She threw a hundred bucks in the slot machine. She won $25,000. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what are you reading from me right now about? <laughs> well, I, but I do, I do want to know kind of because within your title, it's intuitive. So how does that really work within the, you know, obviously you study astrology, you studied, uh, you know, charts, you know how all that works. Does the intuitive aspect play into it? Do you get like any kind of certain messages or whatever that other people maybe don't oh, yeah. pick up on? Okay. So much, like, especially I think because like in the Christian community, it's so like hidden and taboo, like being a psychic when re- reality, it's just a prophet, right? If we switch the word, switch the P's, <laughs> psychic right. to prophet, it's like the exact same thing, you know? And so I have like very, very prophetic ability, but I have the ability to see like 10, 15, 20 years down the road where people are in the now. And so I get a lot of the downloads when I'm doing a chart reading from like the people that have crossed over on the other side, you know, especially when I'm driving, all of a sudden they'll just keep talking to me when I'm already done with the reading. <laughs> and they're like, you oh, forgot wow. to say this and you forgot to tell them that. And da, 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 da. Okay. So wait, time out. When did you know you had that ability or was it after you started reading the charts that it, it became, Oh, I'm actually getting messages. That actually started around like eight years old when I started that, when I really started oh. hearing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and before then, your near-death experience. Wow. Yeah. Were you in the church then as well? Oh, yeah. So before my accident, here's the funny thing is I went to Catholic school, right, where everyone sits up, sits and stands and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand this religious thing, right? Like this makes no sense to me. And so when I really walk by faith is when I understood it without understanding the religious aspect of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More of just the, like, going through the motions and doing the, you know, we sing this now and we s- pray this now, but not like the actual faith. Right, almost. exactly. Did you struggle with that? I mean, did you struggle when you were first, you know, when you're eight, you know, it is, you're just like, oh, this is cool. But when you get older and you're starting to realize, oh, religion like this is this is taboo. How, did you struggle with being like, you know what? It's not taboo. When did you make the decision for yourself that it was like, I know that this is okay. I know that God is okay with this. I know that this is my purpose. Like, so it was actually during the Lionsgate portal. It was in 2021 or 2022. I forgot which Lionsgate portal it was. But he literally said to me, he goes, Missy, you need to start praying on your lives. I go, the spiritual community is going to kill me. He's like, or I can take away your platform. Which one do you want? You know? And I was like, okay. And so every day, if you watch my lives, I pray every day after I talk about the forecast, I do a daily prayer. And I actually started another account called Missy's Nemail. And it's about messages I get in the morning from God. And so, but it was during the Lionsgate portal. And he said, you need to bridge the gap, right? He's like, you have to bridge the gap because they actually correlate with each other. He's like, I made the stars. That was probably the hardest thing was to pray like on my lives. Cause I'm like, okay, here I'm closing my eyes, you know, trusting that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And do you think people responded well to that? Like, Oh my gosh. So much. It was like the spiritual community felt they couldn't talk about God. They couldn't say his name. They had to use source and universe and, you know, all of this stuff. And so it literally like it did, it bridged the gap where people started to say, yeah, I do believe in God. I don't believe in religion, right? I don't believe in the religious doctrine. And so really opened people's eyes a lot to just say, yeah, I do believe in that, but I don't believe like in all of the other stuff. Like not so much that you don't believe in the other stuff, but there's just a lot of judgment that comes with the church, you know? 
Yeah. And I mean, so, so do you consider yourself a member of like a certain church? No. Okay. No. All right. So, I mean, because I can imagine after going through what you've been through and kind of reading into, I'd say more of the bigger picture than like the fine little rules that everybody makes that, I mean, I would think that you'd be kind of like, well, this, this is a little silly. Yeah. Like <laughs> y'all all think you got it like right, but maybe this is not really the whole point. No. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And that's, it's, this is the truth. It's like, people don't really understand Christ, why Jesus came here. You know, he was hanging out with the drunkards. He was hanging out with the sinners. All of his 12 apostles, the taxpayer that didn't pay the taxes, right? You know, all of them, all the apostles were people that didn't fit into society, right? So why are we not hanging out with the people and trying to help them that don't fit in society, aka the women that are being sex trafficked? You know, even the pimps and the Johns, I used to pray over them on the street. And I said, you no. are made for something. This is not what you were made for, you know? I'm just picturing you on the side of the street with a pimp, just being like, this is not, <laughs> this is not to be. <laughs> Get your life together. How do you find you help people the most when, with your role as an intuitive Cosmo counselor? I give them direction where they feel like they're confused of like who they are, where they're going. Like, why is there all of a sudden, like, am I changing a new direction? Why did they break up with me? What is happening? So a lot of, I do a lot of counseling, lots and lots of counseling, you know, to really help them understand that. Because I think what happens is, is people get stuck, right? And they stay in this position, like, this is who I am. And they don't understand life is about reforming and changing and mending and molding and understanding. That's why the birds and the bees and every animal faucet on the universe, like literally moves, (laughs) you know, bears hibernate. They don't stay out in the cold and go, okay, like there's going to be food out here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're made to, to learn from our mistakes and learn from, from everything. I mean, like, I I think probably wouldn't have gotten where we are today, whether that's for better or for worse without, you know, making changes and, and deciding that, you know, like it would, I think it would be a better world if more people had the attitude of that we should be, if you want to be more Christ-like or anything like that to embrace the tenets and then the ideas of it and not like just what the propaganda of things are. Well, it's, it's, it's using when you use the word of God as a weapon, that's not the gag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's completely misguided in my opinion. hundred percent Todd. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I'm curious just so when you're doing this counseling one-on-one, I could see that being, you know, you're kind of getting their energy, the energy about them, all that kind of stuff. How do you handle when you're like, live and talking to because like I've watched you know watched a lot of your videos and you acknowledge like every person that comes Mm -hmm. on there do you get like any energy from those people and if you do how do you separate it slash not have your brain like just explode from all of it you know I don't know I think it's just energetically you know what's so funny is I have this a holistic doctor that I work with and she says that I'm never in my body I'm always outside of my body and so she says that whenever she works on my body she has to call my soul back in and be like it's okay you can come back into the vessel now <laughs> like, oh wow and so I think it's just energetically I pick so much up that I just I pull out you know what I mean 
that even makes sense to you guys at all? Like protection in a way too. And then you can kind of, I think again, see things more like as a bird's eye view as opposed to, you know. The, the human view, being, yeah. Yeah. And being assaulted with everybody's stuff all the time. Exactly. Especially now that you've gone so viral. I mean, I can imagine when you go on your lives that like Laura said, the energy that's coming out of that computer screen is probably just like overwhelming. Yeah. And everyone's comments and it's like reading through the comments and like the people coming on and like, yeah, yeah, it can definitely be that way for sure. Yeah. And then listening to all the guys talking to me at once, like you need to tell this. Yeah. So I'm saying you're just like. I'm like, okay, like guys, calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Can everybody just shut up for a little bit so I can focus? That is so crazy. Well, I guess, you know, obviously this, our podcast is a lot about, I mean, it's, it's about overcoming trauma, but also with the, you know, with hope kind of at the end, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. And it does seem like, you know, you kind of very much have that outlook and, and everything that you do, but kind of, how do you think that astrology and trauma connect and how do you usually help others dealing with trauma? So astrology and trauma, the way they connect is you can actually see, well, I should say this, but like you can see the trauma coming actually in someone's chart. You can see someone's death of a family member coming in the chart. So energetically, I just like, it's funny too, cause I'll do a reading, right? And the divine always sends people at the right time. It's kind of funny because this lady I did a reading for like a year ago, she started doing a lot of my mind detoxes that I have that I do. And she's like, Missy, if I didn't take your class and my husband, if I found out he cheated on me, she's like, I don't know if I'd be in the energy that I'm in. Because the biggest thing I always tell everyone is I'm open to everything attached to nothing. And I'm aligning what's best for me, you know, and that's like the number one thing I always tell everyone in the detox, like, God, remove anything that is not for me, anything that is hidden that I can't see, make that be exposed. And so she's like, if I didn't do your detox class, and I would have found out about that, I would have probably flipped out, you know? Yeah. So I guess I'm I'm sorry, I keep going back to this, but maybe other people are as confused or not confused, but just like want to understand it better with the chart. So are you essentially taking, you know, somebody's, and I I know a basic level of their birth date, their time of birth, what was going on at that time? Mm -hmm. How do you construct that? And then yeah. How do you read it? I don't we're, know. We're just basically asking you to break it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. break <laughs> it down. We're simpletons. There's this thing that's called the solar arc chart is timing of events. Okay. And when the solar arc chart goes off, that actually shows a timing of event that happens in your life. I use a lot of asteroids that a lot of astrologers don't use like storm asteroids and abundance asteroids and lie asteroids and all of this to see like death asteroids, to see timing of events and when something's about to occur and when it's about to go off, right? Which that's why I think in the future, there's not going to be a stock market because astrologers are going to be able to dictate what's going to happen with every single, you know, stock. And so I think that's why it's like astrologers get pushed aside. Like, don't talk about that. You know, that's why they say astrologers, no billionaires, right? Billionaires use astrologers. Because they know that the stars are aligned and how a good astrologer knows how to read a chart and to know when is when to hit, when to get out, like all of that stuff. Like it's, you know, 
Yeah. So essentially, Laura, it's the solar arc chart, which dictates the timing of events. Then it's also the progressive chart as well. And then combining all three in a mathematically adding them together. So that's really what I teach. Wow. Wait, so you're like the ultimate inside trader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the highest form. <laughs> but it's not illegal. That's the best part. Yeah, that's not illegal. Exactly. Exactly. That is way more clear. Like I now I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when you say asteroids, you're talking about like, break that down for okay, me. Okay, so like, I'll give you an example. The stock market chart, what we're going to see coming up is the abundance asteroid in, in April, right? So right now, Chiron is a so core it's current. wound. Yeah. So Chiron is okay. a core wound and it's hitting Chiron. And so we feel this deep financial pain or like, oh my God, what's happening with the stock market, right? But then it's going to be backed up when Venus hits abundance and all of a sudden it's going to go up again right? And then Uranus is going to hit abundance, which is going to go up even more. And so back in November 2021, when it, Bitcoin was at like 36, 26,000, 36,000, I forgot what it was. I told everyone to get out. I said, Bitcoin is going to go through two rough years. I was like, get out now. Because by the time 2021 comes in December, it's going to start going straight downhill. And it did. And I should have listened to you. I should have known you existed at that point. Because I literally, there was one day that I put in, I think it was like 80 bucks. And then I had like $1,500. And I was like, well, this is just never going to end and be a shooting star of of everything. Because, I mean, I don't know why I believed in this, the crypto, whatever. But, <laughs> and then literally the next day it was all gone. And I was oh like, my oh my gosh. But it was like money I didn't have anyways. <laughs> exactly. Missy, did you see the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah. Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter were conjunct. Jupiter expands whatever touches. Pluto is a transformation, death and rebirth. And Saturn was there too of a hardship, making a square over to Algol and Hygieia, which Hygieia is about our immune system. Algol is also about, it's ruled by like the devil and where it's demonic and like something came and yeah, it was all in the stars. <laughs> when you saw this getting closer and closer and closer in the chart, were you like, oh my God. Well, it's that's why in 2019, when I divorced my husband and stopped the nonprofit, I knew that it wouldn't survive in 2020. And so I knew in my heart, it was like, God's like, you need to stop now because what's going to happen is they need a place to go and they need to find a new place. And it, it can't be during that time, you know? Uh, yeah. That makes okay. sense. So when you say like, you know, that there's a, they're in conjunction, is that like they're aligned? Yes. They're side by side. Yeah. Okay. So Algol in astrology is like a demon's head. That's what it represents, right? Hygieia is the energy of where we get sick. And so there was some type of demonic energy that was making a harsh aspect to our immune system, okay? And Mars, which is our anger, aggression, and action, was in Virgo, which is ruled by Chiron. So there was a core wound that was coming out and being exposed, you know? Okay, so one more follow-up to that, and then I'm sure that Todd can get all – but, like, I'll read these things that are, like, okay, well, Mars is in Venus, or, like, what does that mean? <laughs> Mars is in Venus? Yeah, or, like, if they're, say, like, you know, you're, the moon is in Venus or whatever <laughs> it, that is going on, what does that exactly mean? Like, it's passing over Venus, or is it, like – well, the moon is your emotions, okay? The moon actually okay, represents okay. your mother in your chart. 
The sun okay. represents your father in your chart. Okay. Venus represents how you received love or how you were given love as a child. Mars is how you want to receive love. Mercury is how you were communicated as a child. Jupiter is how you were taught as a child and what you were what you liked. Saturn is the strict parent. Pluto is the transfer generational transformation you'll receive in this lifetime. And Uranus is where you are having more of freedom and breaking free from being stuck in structures, which mine's in Sagittarius, which is religion. <laughs> Going off of that, do you believe that religion and astrology can coexist? Oh, yeah, totally. Actually, the Bible has a lot written uh, reli- about this. Religion, religion, oh, religion, religion, not God, religion. No, mm-mm. <laughs> They're too scared why, of it. Why is that? Religion has too much judgment you know, and astrology is very free and flowing. If you look at the universe, it's an open black hole where we get all of our energy from. And religion is very structured, you know, very aka matrixy, if you want to use that term, right, you fit into this Mm -hmm. box, like here's the box that you belong in, right. Mm -hmm. And astrology is not a box at all. Interesting. Well, I guess that also, I'm just getting like, questions coming from every reach of my brain. But like there, there was at one point where I remember that then, you know, there saw some news article that was basically like all of the signs have changed or like everything is now moved over like two mm-hmm. weeks or something like that. Do you like follow that kind of stuff or is it like, or do you see it as more of a fixed? Yeah. With the tropical Zodiac is what I use as Western astrology. That correlates really well with timing of events and how I use that. The Vedic chart, which is like how we look up to the sky and actually how the stars look, or Vedics are like, we're right, you know, or whatever. This is what I tell people. Okay, you ready for this? I say astrology is like looking at a piece of art. And that's why it can never be like religion, right? It's how you perceive the picture that you're looking at because everyone has a different perception and nobody is wrong. (laughs) oh wow i really like that and i think that's why there's a lot of i don't know haters out there because everybody wants it all to be in a neat little box and everything be like defined and labeled and i mean even if you study quantum mechanics like nothing you know in a cellular level starts to break down and nothing makes any sense right so you know i don't know if you've ever looked in like string theory or anything like that but it almost in a way for me it solidified that there was more going on you know beyond ourselves than we could ever really comprehend because now we're getting to like the finite like lesser than you know, an atom and nothing is following the rules. And it's like, well, we're so obsessed with the rules. Like that's just not how life works. If it was, then we wouldn't have all the craziness that we have going on anyways. Yeah. And Pluto and Aquarius is going to really destroy a lot of those rules, you know, because Aquarius is about freedom, freedom of thought, right? Because Aquarius rules vibration. Aquarius rules all of that stuff that we can't see. It also rules the collective. It rules imports, exports. And Pluto is going to destroy all of that. And we can already feel that. I don't know if you guys can feel it right now. It's going to be there in two days. Pluto is going to be in Aquarius. It feels like there's a collective awakening going on. Yeah. 
Totally. There's a collective awakening and more so like, where is your truth? Where are you not in alignment? Where are you needing to say like, I can't even stand this anymore? <laughs> mm. You know? But with the new generation, because I'm also 40, and the new generation has sort of a very awakened, like, let's call it out when we see it. We have the tools, we have the TikToks, we have all this stuff that we can we can just call it out when we say, is that in the chart too, that, that this new generation is, is more? Yeah, the Pluto and Capricorn generation, which is like my kids right now, are totally going to go away with electronics, right? They're going to actually be the generation that's like, okay, YouTube's dumb. Like, get to your higher minded thinking. Why do you have to YouTube something? Like, just use your own intuition. And that's going to be the Pluto and Capricorn generation. The Pluto and Sag generation are breaking all belief systems, all doctrines, rewriting it all. You know, and, and who are those so, people? What age group is this? I want to know who to look at. Those are the for. Gen Z's. Yeah. Those okay. are the Gen all Z's. Right. The Pluto and Scorpio generation are the manifestors or like the witches and the warlocks and the ones that are going to like learn to use energy to like heal, you know? And so I believe when Pluto goes in Aquarius, it's Pluto's about death and rebirth, right? The last time we saw Pluto go into a sign, which was Capricorn, we saw the bubble burst, the housing market crash. Okay. And that was when Pluto went into Capricorn. And then Pluto is also about control. So we saw the government come in and control that by like, you know, paying the banks and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I guess, so as far as people's just like beyond the charts, like just signs in general, this is kind of a multi-part question, but can you kind of tell what sign somebody is just from, from meeting them? So I can tell their ascendant sign, which is like how they appear to the outside world by meeting someone. Yeah. And how they talk, how they speak, how they interact, like all of that stuff. Yeah. And so that's how I can kind of tell the time of the day they're born. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. So what's your sign? My sign, I'm a Scorpio. So do you think that it fits you? But I guess now knowing more of this, do you feel like it lends itself to like the ascending, like everything else that you have going on. And do you read those two things kind of like together or differently? Like, how does that work? So the thing about Scorpios, which I totally resonate with, because the sun is your ego, it's your identity. It's also like, you know, your life force, what brings you light, right? So Scorpio is ruled by the sex organs. And so I always say this about a Scorpio man or woman. I said, if you don't have sex with them, you're not feeding their ego, right? Most signs that you can say aren't like that, right? A Scorpio, ought, like that is their vitality. That is their life force. So they need sex all the time. <laughs> Where some okay. people don't, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. <laughs> but and then they say, well, Scorpios always cheat. And it's like, they don't want to cheat, but that's their like life force, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they're not getting their life force, yeah. <laughs> then what what's going to happen there? Well, yeah, I guess it's kind of like, I can see that they're obviously kind of different things and you see how it interacts. Those people interact with their, you know, when they were born, how all of that works. I guess just, do you kind of find like flat out horoscopes or things like that? Like, do you put any stock in those? No, not at all. Not really? at all. Not at all. Okay. No. Uh-uh. 
Why is that? My gosh, there's a million reasons. Well, first off, you're not made up of one sign. You're made up of a whole chart. <laughs> okay. And, All right. It's important. Yeah. And on top of that, the houses, like with the timing you're born, there's these houses. There's the first, second, third, fourth, I go all the way to the 12th houses. Those represent the energy from the outside world and the outside perspective of how they see you. So for me, my son is in Scorpio, but it's in the seventh house, which is ruled by Libra. So a lot of people see me as a Libra, like loving, kind, caring, always wanting the balance. They don't see the Scorpio side, which is the investigator, which is the person that needs to figure everything out, that fights sex trafficking, that likes sex. They're like, oh, Missy, like that doesn't sound like you, right? Because the outside world, I'm ruled by Libra, but on the inside, I'm ruled by Scorpio. Yeah, I guess I never really even thought about because I just I, like so I'm a Taurus and yeah, I can tell by your I mean, hair. I, <laughs> really? <laughs> Why is that? Because all Tauruses have to have. I'm ascended in Taurus, just so you know. So that my outside is a is Taurus. So we all have to have our hair curled and pretty and nails and you know beauty always. and always have to be made up like Laura you will never walk out and like you'll never show up on camera not pretty like ever like it just yeah. won't happen oh well thanks she never that's has. also true <laughs> that's crazy and Laura this is why when people are like you need to like fit in the box and the mold and like not wear makeup and stuff and like be organic and I'm like I'm ascended in Taurus like I don't do that <laughs> yeah no I don't feel good I'm not there. granola <laughs> Yeah, like that. <laughs> do what works for you, okay? Stay out of my ascending right now. And I don't even know what. I, I think at some point I've had like a chart made. But I had no idea what what it said or what was going on. So it would be awesome to get an. Maybe actual, that's like another. We could do another show on that on you and Todd. Yes. Oh my god, that'd <laughs> yeah, be amazing. Sure. And your guys does like compatibility and where you guys could argue and disagreements and things that could happen. Oh, man. <laughs> we could maybe figure out some serious stuff here. You know, go ahead and get some problems <laughs> addressed. causing trouble. I know. That is just like, you know, and, and I think that's it's just so cool because I think that a lot of people, when they think of astrology, that's all they immediately go to is. And I do think that there's obviously characteristics of of certain people. And and what I was going to say is that I'm a Taurus, but I also was born in the year of the ox. And so I just feel like I'm like double cursed to be the most stubborn person in like the whole world. And you're slow moving and you love food. and Yeah, but it's like, I'm also like the first person that when I'm like going, I am going, 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 going. And so like, sometimes it just feels like it just doesn't, you know, link up. And, but I, the whole Venus aspect, like I can totally relate to as far as, you know, I want things to be pretty. I enjoy the finer things in life. I want to indulge. I feel like we're on this planet to enjoy ourselves, that kind of stuff. But there are some times where I'm just like, I really don't want to seek revenge or whatever after some crazy thing. So, you know, putting that all together is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to do that. We're going to have to do a full chart reading episode, I feel like. That would be fun. We talked about kind of some of your biggest obstacles personally have been having faith in yourself and and not relying on others. So we were kind of wondering if you could give us a couple examples of these obstacles and how you personally overcame them. So having faith over other people, I feel like that was just like my whole freaking life. <laughs> <laughs> like as it's 33 seconds and 33 minutes. 
Like, I just feel like that's just my whole life. Like, I just feel, I heard this from a lawyer one time that says the only person you can believe is believing in yourself. You know, when you put trust in other people, people will no matter what fail you, right? And that's the beauty of grace is knowing you become friends with someone and knowing like, hey, you're going to fail me, but I'm going to give you grace because that's, you're my teacher. You're my, you know, you, you came here to teach me essentially. So you came here to trigger me so that I can grow, right? And so when you see people as more of your teacher, rather than this person that's vindictive, or they did this to me or whatever, it's like, no, you helped me find a place in myself that I need to have more self love, more awareness, more understanding. And you're triggering that part of me where I'm giving my power to you away, you know. And so I just have also learned to really listen to the connection rather than what people tell me, you know. And that's the best advice I can tell you. Like when you go to God with stuff or like the divine or whatever, it's like they give you the answers and you're like, like, why couldn't I think of that? Or you can talk to a million friends and they'll never tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. There's always the friends, you know, that are like, will ask you for your advice about everything. And you're like, I don't even know why I'm wasting my breath because these people are not going to, they're just going to end up doing what they want to do anyways. Or Mm -hmm. it's the exact opposite of, you know, I'm, I feel like now I'm like responsible for whatever <laughs> decisions are made <laughs> moving forward. But I really like that idea of like essentially trusting your gut, like just of what is good for you and what's going on around you. I always tell people your heart knows, your mind doesn't, right? Your mind does not know, your heart knows, your heart knows. Does this relationship feel good? Yes or no, black or white, right? Do I like this job? Yes or no, black or white. Do I like my living situation? Yes or no, black or white. It's that simple, you know, but where you get stuck in your head is like, well, I'm never going to find anyone. I don't have enough finances. I don't know if I told you guys, but when I was going through my divorce and God told me to do it, right? I went down to court. I filed for divorce. Like you got to pay $500. I'm like, $500. I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't have $500. So I walked outside of court. I sat on the court steps and I said, God, you wanted this boo. Like you got to figure this out. Like literally that's how I talked to God. I was like sitting on the court steps. Like you got to figure this out. You wanted this, not me. (laughs) And literally within three minutes, I got a call from my friend. That's like, Hey, what are you doing? I haven't talked to him in six months. And I was like, I'm sitting on the court steps trying to figure out how I'm going to pay $500. I fight sex trafficking for free. So I don't have any money in my bank account. And if my husband finds out I'm filing, like that's like another thing, right? He's like, oh, I'll come down and give you $500. <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, thank you, God. It's literally, Laura, of just giving it back to him and saying, you know what? I can't figure this out. You got to figure this out, you know? And understanding the hardest decisions you have to make are the faith decisions that you have to make. And that's where you really see the miracle show up. 100%. I'm still thinking about what, what you said earlier about thanking people for when they, you know, challenge you or when they, you know, because it is sort of you, they taught you that you had to go through that hardship to understand your worth or understand, you know, what it will not serve you. Exactly. So it's hard to do that though. It's hard to think, to thank them as like, to think of this, you know, whatever vindictive person or mean person or whatever ex-husband as vindictive, (laughs) but you know, or as a teacher, you know, you don't want to make think of them as a teacher. But anyways, switching gears here for a second. How do you feel about crystals, tarot cards, Reiki sessions, and other you know, quote unquote Eastern practices? And do you believe that they can be used in conjunction with astrology? Okay. 
So yes, but I'm going to answer that question. But I want to go back to what you just said, because you said like, (laughs) how do you do that? Okay, so I will tell you, as a human, it's every day, every day until that energy goes away, you have to remember people are all energy, right? That's all we are. And the when you start realizing how energy works is when you also understand healing, you all understand forgiveness, you understand love. And so what I do is I imagine they're in front of me and I imagine they're, they're in front of me. I put my hand on their heart and I say, I forgive you and I love you. Thank you for the lessons. And I do it until the energy of forgiveness really comes into my heart, right? And sometimes it takes, you know, 10, 20, 30 days, but until that energy releases, because you got to understand the only prisoner carrying that resentment and anger is you, right? And so you, you have to release that else it can come up in sickness, ailments, cancer or whatever. And so really releasing that pain. And, and the thing is too, is when people come back around and they talk about that person, you'd be like, Oh, Oh, I don't, I don't even know. Like it just didn't work out, you know, because you have done so much healing work that it doesn't even matter. They're in your past that are not in your future. And that's what I tell people when they want to talk about my past and like relationships and friendships. I'm like, oh, they're in my past. I forgive my past. I'm headed towards my future. Why do I want to go back there? But you still, what the main thing in that is that you learned and you Mm -hmm. grew. Yeah. And a lot of people don't use forgiveness or don't know. I don't even know that they know how to. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's that having that consciousness to go, this person did not, you know, the relationship is no longer serving me, but I have to forgive them so I can, I can move on. I think that that concept sounds great (laughs) and it works, but some people getting to that point, I can imagine it's, you know, it can be difficult or they just don't know how they don't know. They say, you know, I can never forgive them for what they did because they feel like they're compromising their own morals and their, you know, because they can't imagine they would never treat someone like right. that. So. Well, and the mind is very similar to the body, right? And when you go to a new gym, it doesn't feel comfortable, right? And it's like you start training a new part of your body and you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is so hard, right? But over time, it gets easier and easier and easier. But the mind is the hardest muscle to train Because it's about taking control of those thoughts, taking control of your mind. And when you don't take captive of your thoughts, they take captive of you. And so you have to make those conscious decisions when that stuff comes in, right? Wait a minute. Something just hit me. So do you believe in free will if it's all in the chart? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe that looking at my chart like a week and a half ago, I probably should have died and I didn't. And I've made a vow to God. I said, if you kill me, then I will not be teaching. Like if you kill my father, you know what I mean? Because the chart was going off. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was some carbon monoxide that my water heater broke, exploded. And the carbon monoxide got out and it got into my lungs and into my body. And I was offline for like five days because I had to heal my mind and do holistic stuff and Reiki and stuff like that to my body. And I think I was supposed to die. And I remember I was supposed to go to Georgia that morning. I woke up and God's like, don't go. And I'm like, what do you mean don't go? And he's like, I don't want you to go. And he's like, don't go. And so I was like, what? And then three hours later, I woke up and I was throwing up profusively, you know, so like I couldn't go. And then later that night, my water heater, the thing broke and the carbon monoxide got out and I would have probably exploded if I left the house and I didn't see it. Or I could have exploded in the house with it, you know? 
so you just see that there's like a tragedy that's going to mm-hmm. happen. How do you, if someone were to come to you, like a, like a client were to come to you and say, okay, and you read, read their chart and you're like, literally in three days, there's going to be a giant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's going to be, something's going to happen. If you have free will, if you know this, what do you do? I mean, you have this like fabulous, it's like this call, just messaging system that you just direct message to right. God every day, you know, and people don't necessarily, they haven't accessed that part. Cause I think everybody has right. that probably has that some, at some point, like, how do you avoid the catastrophe? I was just going to say, it's like, almost like if I feel like I knew that to the day or whatever, I would just spend my entire life like avoiding, you know, like, okay, today I don't take the train. So Todd, there is a thing when I do get messages where I'm not allowed to say, right. I'm not allowed to give certain things away because you have to understand we came into this human body to have the human experience. So if I told you, Todd, you're going to die in three days, like that would affect you for the next three days. And you wouldn't even live in the present moment. You know, does that make sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. So you intuitively know this person does not need to know Mm -hmm. this information. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. My heart is like, that's incredible because like, it's almost kind of like you're acting as a protector while doing the intuitive work with, with your clients. Sort of like when you were protecting these girls in sex and Todd, I'll tell you, you why. Know? I'll t- give you another example. Ready for this one? So I intuitively know sometimes what's going to happen to my kids by looking at their chart, right? And so my daughter Scarlett sends me a message, and she's like, "Hey, I want to go ice skating with my friend today." And I saw her falling and breaking her arm, so I said, "No, you're not allowed to go." And she's like, "Why? Like, why, mom?" And I'm like, "You're not allowed to go." And so then my dad calls me. He's like, hey, I'm going to pick up Scarlett from school. I'm going to take her to the club and go swimming. I'm like, perfect. She's not going to fall. She's not going to break her arm. But the pool was shut down at the club. And so my dad took her back to his house and took her on his skateboard. And she was going down the hill and she fell and she broke her arm. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And you're like, this is a perfect example of like, I hate being right all the time. (laughs) Like, and I feel that way just without any messages from God. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, ah, that's the worst. Yeah. And it, because you can't totally, I assume, you know, it's, it's kind of like it's the butterfly effect when you watch, yeah. you, I was saying, you watch yeah. movies about this where it's like, they will find a way right. to, for it, for it to happen. If it's meant to, it's almost like final destination exactly. like they're coming for you. Yeah. You can't avoid it. No. But that's just like, that's so crazy. Yeah. No matter what, it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be in their energy, right? As much as I try, like, look at an example. I saw the other day with my daughter, Lily, the sun was conjuncting her Chiron. And I was like, great, you know? And I forgot to tell Meg's husband, I'm like, don't do anything that is like too scary or risky because this is what's happening. Well, guess what? She fell off a horse and she like got hurt, you know, and she sent me a message in the hospital. I'm like, of course you're in the hospital today. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't give the message <laughs> that I was supposed to give. This is a lot of pressure, I feel like yeah. for you. So Todd, therefore, <laughs> like it doesn't matter like if I give the message or not, like it's in the stars, it's divine alignment. It's going to come no matter what. You know what I mean? So you cannot avoid what is exactly. written in the stars. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the free will to not go ice skating, but that doesn't mean you won't, you know, get on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. So 
And then honestly, if you did just like sit, if you had to follow this to a T, you'd just like sit in a bubble in your house all the time. So, you know, yeah, what's, uh, you know, it's more of like, what's worse? Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. I see stuff all the time in the stars, like all the time. I'm like, oh, OK, you know, like all the time. Some people are saying that, have you seen this thing? I went down a TikTok rabbit hole yesterday and saw that there's a bunch of floods happening in Rio and it was just, and they're saying it's because they, there was like, I don't know if y'all saw this, they, in Carnival, they had, you know, that big festival they have in, in Rio. They had a big demonic Satan float that was enormous thing. And they were like praising Satan going down this thing. And like, it was big. And now all of a sudden there are giant floods in Rio and people think that it's very, it's, 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 it's correlation because all of that energy. Or it can be that Pluto's moving in Aquarius. Aquarius is in Taurus. Taurus is ruled by the earth. So we're going to see lots of earthquakes and floods. That could be it too. It could be. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah. <laughs> that seems, I feel like that makes more sense. That's you way know? more sense. But people have to correlate to something. We got to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, you know, right. exactly. Pluto is one of Aquarius, you guys. And we're going to see a lot of floods and earthquakes and a lot of stuff that, and I hate to say this, Todd, but California is about to experience some quaking and shaking get out. for the next year, you know? Well, you're coming to cool. Charleston in a couple of weeks. So you might just want to like pack heavy. But you're in Cali, oh, aren't yeah, you? Oh, yeah. I'm in Cali. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's get ready. I'm not freaked out. I'm not freaked out. Like, whatever, let's go. Like, if I can go to heaven, the sooner we can get there, the better. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, so you clearly, you know, since you talked about Reiki and, you know, I kind of have a feeling that you embrace kind of all these different things. Actually, I wear Moldavite. You guys can see this is Moldavite. And it's actually from, not even from the planet. It's from the universe, you know. You can't even find it. It's not even from the planet. So yeah, I believe in this. If, and if you've ever had Moldavite, it's one of the strongest crystals you can ever have. You know? Wow. Yeah. I wow. didn't know that. It's very transformative. Really crystals. <laughs> what are your thoughts on tarot cards? Oh, they're, everything's energy, right? Everything's energy. And using tarot, using anything. It's Ouija. Ouija. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Ouija boards. I mean, are those are those demonic portals or are those? I mean, I don't think anything's demonic. I really don't. I think people want to name things, right? Yeah, and label things, and and I think that everything is an experience. You have to have duality, right? But I don't think anything is like truly like bad. <laughs> well, that's what was actually one of the questions, and I didn't want to like totally knock us off what all of the tangents we've been going on, but, you know, I I guess wondering if you think that there are actually truly just bad people in the world. Well, Laura, let's think about it. Let's think think about it from like a Jesus perspective. We want to go back to the true Jesus, right? Like what was the one thing that Jesus said in the Bible when everyone's throwing stones at the lady that was the prostitute, right? He drew the line and he says, so you haven't sinned? You know what I mean? And if we really follow the Christ consciousness, he was all about love and compassion and understanding and not feeding into the dark, right? And when you label a darkness, it gives it power, right? Instead of like transforming and loving the darkness, we can change it by understanding like this is actually not bad. We can use this as a tool for anything. And you could use a Ouija board for to help somebody too, you know? What are your thoughts on, like, say, Hitler? Well, what did Hitler do, right? The pain brought power to the people. But yes, the pain, it also showed us where we are sheep, right? 
where we can be manipulated, where we can be controlled, where we can go down this rabbit hole and not have faith that something bigger is going to help us out, that we give all our power to this one person, this one being that he has all the answers, you know? That experience helped awaken everybody to you cannot follow one man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And really to own, okay, what does my heart feel and what does it want? Right. And not giving that power away. You know, like when COVID hit, I went around my neighborhood and asked everyone, what do you want groceries? What do you want? They're like, you're going to go to the grocery store? I was like, yeah, why not? Mother Teresa helped the people when they had leprosy. Like, why wouldn't I go to the grocery store? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I was actually kind of curious about that too, because I feel like there's a lot of different ways of looking at how people handled the pandemic. I'm not sure everybody got the same lesson right. from it because there was a lot of opinions going around. Yeah. But I just really think that it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to look at these kind of horrific things that people can go through as a lesson. And I mean, I, I know you said this in the beginning, but like full circle that at the end of the day, it's all to change, like to mold, mm-hmm. to evolve, to yeah. change and, and get, you know, get to whatever it is that we're all trying to aspire to. But yeah, I think that's probably one of the more, uh, the essential, like quintessential definition of like silver lining of something. And, you know, as much as I think everybody wants to blame and, you know, like we said earlier, have a label for everything, but it, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of, it's all, it's all a lesson. Yeah. And I think that's a really, honestly, a big part of this podcast is that we're like, okay, you've been through all of this, but ultimately what did you come away with it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I could still be the mean girl, right? I could still be the mean girl. I could still like, you know, be mean to people. Right. But God humbled me and through that experience. It was so beautiful and I wouldn't take it back for anything. Even though it was difficult, I feel like it it taught me so much more about happiness and life and joy and what true happiness is about, you know, which is within, right? It's not about like everything that's surrounding you, but it's like just feeling and being in the moment of like, even now it's like, to this day, I still walk outside and I see a bird. I'm like, oh, hi bird. You know, like every little moment means something when you go through such bad experiences And it's through the bad experiences that mold and shift you, but it's through the experience. Can you be like John the Baptist and praise in the prison when you're not supposed to be there and you've been convicted for wrongdoing when you're not supposed, you know, when you're not supposed to, you know? So I think it's like praising during the storm rather than looking at the storm and like, why me? You know, but finding power within it. 100%. 100%. Missy, if. For people that are curious about their chart, um, can you recommend how, where they should start? And what is your advice for those who are interested in astrology classes? Yeah. So they want to go to my IG, Missy's Astrology. They can DM me. I also have a link in my bio where they can go and do my classes, readings, even my mind detox course that I have as well, where every day I give guidance on how to detox your mind and journal prompts to do and stuff like that. So. Oh, wow. And if people are curious about their chart, they can come to me for now, but pretty soon I'm probably not going to do readings anymore and my students are going to do them because I'm so booked out. So yeah. I might start doing that. My students yeah, might start yeah. doing that. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. And you can so just you're teaching delegate. your students how to do what exactly. you do. Exactly. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. That's very cool. Like last night we were looking at China and TikTok. 
Oh, wow. Through astrology and seeing how TikTok's eventually going to go away. (laughs) Oh, it is? Uh Uh-huh. Eventually. So let it be known on this podcast. (laughs) But there's going to be amazing other platforms that come out, though, that are better. Just had deja vu right now. Literally just had deja vu. Yeah. Oh, that is well, crazy. Weird. And honestly, this Creepy. helps me out a lot because Todd keeps trying to push me to do more on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't think it's worth it because it's going away. See, Todd, I told you. <laughs> exactly. And nobody can, we, if we can't sustain this platform that people only look at things for two seconds and then, you know, have no more attention span. That's how I've been justifying it. But now it will be because Missy has figured this out <laughs> once and for all. <laughs> Todd, if you're born in, and Laura, what? what year are you born? Because I taught you're 1982, correct? Correct. Okay. And Laura, what year? 1985. 1985. Yeah. So your guys' generation is more for IG because it's ruled by Venus. And so it's more. Some IG? Mm, and TikTok is not rule. It's not that this generation, your generation. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a See, fan. See, Laura, you, you win. The, you, win <laughs> you won. <laughs> I was following my gut, Todd. Yeah. I, was, I knew you it. You were. Which, you which were. your gut is um, just God and your higher power, you know? <laughs> yeah. It has just been awesome to talk to you. I mean, I think we could, we're going to bring you back and do some, re- we're going to read some charts. But before we let you have the rest of your day back, which sounds very busy. And so again, thank you for coming on. But we like to, on the show, we have a tradition where we ask a question of the day. that's usually kind of, more of a palate cleanser after all of, you know, kind of talking about deep stuff. But, you know, it seems like we've had a pretty, a pretty good, good time this whole time <laughs> anyways. But we'd like to know if you believe in dream interpretation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, do you think that like, people can kind of foretell the future at all in Are dreams? Are we going into dreams? Because that's like another hour. <laughs> Okay. Well, oh, really, well, really, because I want to know it all. <laughs> well, dreams oh, no. are just a parallel universe of another reality that you live in, and so it's <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been great. <laughs> that is okay. Continue, please, please expound on that. So you live in another parallel reality, and that's what I saw when I went to heaven. It's like this is a reality. But like you, me and Todd, we could be working together in another universe, right? And so we have come in this life form to work together. That's why I say you have to forgive people because when you forgive them, you're also forgiving them in your parallel reality because they're there as well. <laughs> have y'all seen everything everywhere all at once? No, I don't watch TV. The movie? <laughs> okay. Well, it, it just won a bunch of Academy Awards it's, and I watch it. It's amazing. It's essentially about that, like that there's Parallel just so uni- many dreams, different parallel. universes and that, you know, that, that essentially the, in within that, this woman has to learn to work with people that are in different, mm-hmm. like every universe she's in, there's like a different version right. of different people, uh, but they're all kind of the same actors, like the same people, but just in different positions and, and have different abilities. But it's like yeah. real. Yeah, it's real. That's why you have to forgive people in this reality Miss- because it's real in that reality. And that's why you can dream. Are they different ones? Yeah. Is it like, are there different ones or is it just like one other 
parallel universe or is well, it like- apparently not allowed to add when you're in these dreams, you're not allowed to ask what date and time it is because they it will affect this reality. Apparently, I mean, I don't know about that. I just know that it's a parallel reality and that when you are dreaming about something, it's because that's happening in a parallel timeline that is like coexisting with this one. But sometimes you can be conscious uh-huh. oh, that totally. you're dreaming. I remember in your dream. all my dreams. Me too. But like while you're in it, you know that you're dreaming and you yeah. just you you talk to people and whatever. Like you're like, I know this is I know this is a dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's called lucid dreaming. Yeah. I've done it. I mean, it's like it's almost like there's been times where I'm like, so I know the daily this is-, is yes. <laughs> yeah. So- I don't want to go into all of my thing, but I even the other day. I had a dream about like that I had walked out and my nanny was there with my daughter and she was like, oh, did you miss your flight? Like, is it supposed to be at, you know, your flight was at nine and it's 3 p.m. And I was like, oh, well, that's really bad. Yes, obviously I missed my flight. And then I looked over and Isabel had like really short hair. It wasn't like the length of her hair now. And I was like, that's not what Isabel hair looks like. And I was just like, this is a dream. But I didn't want to wake up because I was really tired. And so I was like, just stay in it and just live out what this is. And yeah. just like keep, you know. It, That's it's, so cool though. Yeah. I mean, but I've never heard that perspective. That's really cool. It's a parallel yeah, reality. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So if you guys want their stuff, you can actually take so that every night when you dream, you can remember your dreams. But it can also feel like you never slept because you just are living in your dream of your parallel reality. Yeah. Do you feel like that's something that normal people like? I think I just have that in my body, like where I <laughs> yeah. wake up exhausted because I remember every dream I had in extreme detail. And it's like I just lived a whole nother life the whole time. And so what can is you there take? an opposite of that? <laughs> Yeah, what do you take to remember for those out there that would like to experience this? Oh my gosh, I can send it to you guys. It's like lions may have been one of them. I have like a whole list of them that you can take. Definitely send them to us. We'll put them in the show notes. So yeah, I yes, Todd, that's the answer to my question. But yeah, Missy, I am so I've been a fan of yours on Instagram for a while now. But I am so so honored that you came on and spoke with us today. It really was such a pleasure and. You know, if we can get anybody getting more into astrology, I know now I'm like, I'm literally going to be like, <laughs> look up everything that's ever existed. Chart. Yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah. be like, yeah, it's going <laughs> to insert rabbit hole now. <laughs> yeah. So, but really, truly, thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody out that's out there probably needs to, you know, get on it. If you want a one-on-one yeah. reading <laughs> with, with Missy, she's about to start making all her students. Not that I'm sure they're lovely as well, yeah. but you know, we've seen your, how you've grown as far as with, with your followers, mm-hmm. with everybody. So oh, thank you. Just, thank you. We're so feel so lucky that we got to have you oh, on. Well, so thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Well, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And thanks again. Okay. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Well, what'd you think? (laughs) My God. I mean, that was probably one of the most fun (laughs) interviews that we've done just because it's, I know not everybody is into this stuff or thinks about it, but I think of it a lot as kind of, you know, just like not everybody's going to believe in the same religion or whatever, but it, it was just so the way she views things is so beautiful. Uh-huh. Like just the way that, you know, and just 
The fact that she didn't even like want to really focus on her becoming paralyzed and then, you know, overcoming all that, that was just like a little footnote in the whole bigger picture. And that is just amazing to me. Like it just, she has an energy that's just mesmerizing and you just, you want to get to know it better. I definitely want her to come back on. Her knowledge about the stars and the planets and how it all aligns and the fact that she is so in tune with God is just, it's overwhelming because it you feel how real it, when you're talking to her, you're like, this is real. This is like. And then the fact that you had deja vu in the middle of it was pretty Yeah, that pretty was crazy. That was crazy. And that it was, crazy. It was yeah, like she's... right after we talked about, I think right after we talked about the the dream or asked the dream thing, which is yeah. nuts to me because, oh my gosh, I was not expecting that answer. Like I was not I expecting either, because that. We had another question we were going to ask her, which was a lot more just like surfacey. But then when you, when you wrote me, let's ask that question. I was like, that's such a great question. But I just thought she was going to be like, I don't know. You know, maybe that's not my area like, no, of expertise, but she's like, no, it's literally another universe, which is crazy to me because I have a lot of like dreams that happen like a lot of. Yeah. You have lucid dreams, though. Yeah. You're, like, right. Yeah. I have lucid. I yeah. do. I have lucid dreaming. And, and I, I think that's kind of a byproduct, too, of like having so much insomnia most of my life yeah. and to a point where I'm just like, I'm very awake when I'm asleep, if that makes any sense. But what is crazier is that I will literally go through a whole thing, like a whole dream. And then like a week later, it will happen. But in like a different kind of like surrounding or something. Oh, wait. So you like have foreshadowing dreams. Yeah. But it's almost like now within this context of what she's saying, it's like, Maybe it's not so much a premonition as that that was just something that was always going to happen in whatever, you know, in my chart or whatever. And I really want to get my chart done by her. Like, yeah, immediately. Yeah, I just I mean, I'm sure there's lots of other talented people out there, but. For everyone listening, you need to go onto her Instagram because there are some videos where she actually points to the chart and shows you this incredible chart and why it's happening. But now I feel like I could watch her videos and understand. Yes, what that's why I kept way, <laughs> way more. That's why I kept being I, like, I so first what went on her page, I, is in conjunction? <laughs> right. <laughs> when we talk about this, <laughs> well, we were just like, break this shit down, please, because I yeah. just don't understand. But she was so eloquent and so. I just learned so much about how connected it all is and the fact that she can tell a person's, you know, what their sign is or what their rising sign is based just solely on like their personality. I really wanted to ask, I mean, and this is the stuff that like I knew that if we just kept asking, we would be here for five hours. We would be here all day. But, you know, that's why she's going to come back. But like, (laughs) if you've heard of the pattern, have, have you or no? Oh, yeah. 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 So I wanted to ask her like her thoughts on the pattern and like timing because it tells you like your timing next, next time of things right and but I, the uh, thing that yeah it does do that also the fact that she can see when trauma is going to come and that she sometimes doesn't tell people so that they don't think about that the whole time it's a kindness but she said if i if i were to taught if i were to tell you you were going to die in three days you would spend the next three days thinking, thinking about, about that and you wouldn't be living in the present moment you wouldn't be experiencing life as you're supposed to meant to experience it so Well, and I think she emphasized too that it's, you know, the free will aspect, all of that, but that it's not, 
that, you know, she'd be, when she referenced that she should have died last week or whatever, it's like, you know, it's not all perfectly set in stone. I guess that, that's kind of what right. I took from it is that this is yeah. like a, what should happen and could happen. And ultimately you'll see, you know, it seems more like the odds are it will, but maybe it won't. So I don't know. It was just really, I was like in the beginning, I'm kind of like, oh man, we probably other people just lost interest or think we've gone off the reservation. But I just feel like when we talk to these people that are mediums and, you know, intuitive, every time we end it, we're like, I believe no. Like, because I think yeah. it's because well, it's there's, less. There's, an, there's a healing aspect. Yeah. And I think they all have the common denominator of like energy that this is, it's not like about rules and doing right or wrong and, and all that. It's not religion. Well, forgiveness has been huge with the mediums that we've, mm-hmm. that we've interviewed. Oh, huge. true. They've all talked about forgiveness, about how it lets you move on with your life and how it allows you to let go. And that, you know, and when Missy said, you know, we are all energy, just think about that. We all are energy. So if we keep giving energy to this thing that is going to, it's just going to keep harming us because that person's not sitting at home crying about us. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, it also goes, I can go as far as that, like your relationship with somebody, but like, and I know I brought it up and y'all probably both like, what the hell is she talking about? But when it goes to like string theory or like this whole, I, these scientific and like physics based, you know, people trying to find the universal, the connector of everything, what creates all things, it comes down to, you know, we don't know. And a lot of it doesn't make any sense because if you get to like smaller and smaller and smaller, it's like really like vibrations. So everything is energy. So if you believe that then, and that's, you know, at this point still a theory, but just like gravity is a theory. I mean, like it's real. So I just, you know, the more that we kind of talk to these people and learn how it all kind of works, the more I just don't think that you can necessarily just outright be like, that's BS because right. it just, it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> no, God, Missy McCall, you killed it. You yeah. killed it today. And, you know, we're going to keep watching her, her Instagrams. And I love that she said that Instagram is our thing. And that's yeah. where we're having a lot of our successes on Instagram. Yeah, no. And I'm, you know, I've been digging in my heels with the TikTok and just, I don't I know. You're like, I'm not doing that. And it's like, everybody's like, oh, you think it's China or something? I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if it's China monitoring. I just don't feel it. It's not my jam. And that's because of when I was born, Todd. It's just not going to (laughs) work. Stop trying to force a square peg into a round hole. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Missy, we can't thank her enough for coming on the program. Yeah. Really, really, really great podcast today. Yeah. And I would say, like, let's do the question of the day, but I think we kind of answered it. And also she answered it. And anything we would say is not going to be anywhere as impressive. So exactly. Thank you, Missy. (laughs) It's not whether we believe she's like, it's, it just is. is. It's like, okay. And it's, it's a dual reality. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, now I'm never going to dream the same again (laughs) or maybe even fall asleep. I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, I had a lot of follow-up questions for that too. Anyways, yes. Thank you so much for coming on, Missy. Anybody wants to follow or find her, obviously she's on, you know, Missy's Astrology, but I will have all the links in our show notes. And, you know, as always, it's been a pleasure. 
And I can't wait to see Such you again. Pleasure. See you All soon. Right. Bye. Bye.